Redbeard's Outfitter is a Mobile, Alabama-based outfitter offering a carefully curated selection of gear and apparel, outfitting you for your next adventure, exploring our world, and building community. We love this local store, and we love supporting folks like them who are building community in the outdoor space. Plus, they have some spectacular apparel for Alabamians and all the gear anyone would need to be ready to enjoy the outdoors. Use promo code TSO for a 20% discount online or visit them in store. Visit redbeardsoutfitter.com for more information. This is the Storied Outdoors podcast somewhere between Lewis and Tolkien and Lewis and Clark, finding clarity in the stories we tell and the adventures that shape us. Welcome to the Storied Outdoors. My name is Brad Hill and I am joined as always by my good friend and co-host Brian Gill and we folks, we are cruising cruising right into season seven i can't believe it and we're so excited and delighted to be able to have these conversations and share them with you and boy it's a great season coming up brian i'm so pumped man brad when we started this thing a few years ago would you thought that we would be still doing this thing <laughs> no certainly <laughs> not i mean obviously there's a in, in this season with the number that we normally do which is roughly what 14 or so episodes right we'll broach the 100 episodes so we still haven't decided what we're going to do there but i think we want to we need to do something really want to do something special there maybe some we'll take some email recommendations for special 100th episode recording but uh yeah it's been pretty cool had a great season last season still encouraged by you know some of those uh some of those episodes um, mainly there's been so many people that have really enjoyed Jimbo Metter and Jimbo's, uh, episode, which is so cool because I know you think, you know, I'm doing this podcast. I'm going to find these guests. I'm going to find these like famous people, right? Right. These people that have this huge social media following and that's how we're going to blow up our podcast. And that's how we're going to get lots and lots of plays mm-hmm. and, uh, which and that's not a that's not a bad strategy. Not not at all, and not, yeah. we're not knocking that. And, and right. we we do try that, and we do love to have people that have influence and are, I guess, the word influencer, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. But and we look for those people, and we would love to have those people. However, <laughs> Jimbo I, doesn't have much of a, Jim, a social yeah. media following. I mean, he, yeah, and so no one had really ever heard of him. A lot of people had not, but. Some people had, but there's no recording of him. Mm-hmm. There's a few videos floating around on if you search Jimbo Matter online, but no recorded conversation with him telling these stories that he tells. And so, just again, I look back on that and how fortunate we were to not just record with him, but go sit at his home yep. and to uh, to hear him tell those stories and uh, just to hear such an iconic voice and. It was so cool, but man, since then, one, he's quickly rising to the most listened to episode um, that we've we have, right? Uh, and really, a, you know, in a short amount of time, um, and so he's going to eclipse. Uh, Hugh Cheek is Doctor Hughes' episode is probably the most listened to 
but it's going to be eclipsed by Jimbo Metter, someone that, you know, is virtually not really famous, you know, but intriguing, you know, you just love hearing his voice and his stories. And, you know, that goes back to kind of what we, one of the main things that we started this podcast, we want to tell the, uh, those untold stories and yeah, there are so many out there and, right. you know, and we get these, we get this, this feedback and we get these people that are like, Oh my gosh, I never knew that. I never heard that before. Uh, you know, and, and it's, I didn't know that person or this, I person, didn't know that you person. Know. Right. I, you know, and then we, you know, we, we've talked about this before, but the snail groves, you know, I talk about right. them all the time whenever we were mentioning down in the Gulf and they, they wrote out the hurricane in the, in the sailboat and Hughes story yeah. and Wade's story and, and, you know, all of the, the, the people from the fly fishing community in Alabama. I mean, every yeah. person that we've had has a unique story. And, and, Absolutely. and Jim, Jimbo is no different. I mean, he, he yeah. has the story. But then you start seeing the ripple effects of his influence. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have several, you know, handfuls of messages. You know, maybe there were comments on the Instagram post or on the YouTube video. Um, or just to our email, we had some, un, you know, some that went through the website and sent us an email going, you know, Jimbo said this or said that he really means that, mm-hmm. um, I experienced that from him, you know, kinds of things. Like he said, you know, that sort of, it's sort of cliche or, you know, maybe it sounds like, man, treat others better than yourselves. But a lot of people, you know, probably just say that, but he really means that mm-hmm. and really treated people, um, really not more than fair but better than than himself and put people ahead of himself and and these are business partners and people like he was honest and just a genuinely good man and unsolicited comments like that or man that is really cool i just wanted to highlight that just about him well the man that he is and the example that he set for us and i hope we can you know we can emulate you know a person like him i hope i can be a man like jimbo metter that that people go, Hey, that guy's, he lives, he lives what he says. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what we aspire to be is, is someone, you know, not just a man of our word, but a man of character. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that, you know, these people had nothing to gain by telling us these stories about Jimbo. Yeah. And, and it's just a, a, a great testament to the kind of man that he is. Yeah. And, and we were so fortunate to have him on and we've had yeah. uh, conversations with some of his family members and it's just, it seemed like a, um, a, a really neat, Neat, neat thing all around. Uh, so yeah, if yeah. you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you listen to it. It is Jimbo Metter is one of the most um, iconic people in the, in the state of Alabama and and in yeah. the outdoor uh, fly fishing world. Yeah, I mean his inventions and influence touches a lot more of the fly fishing world than I think people people really recognize or, or realize. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a just a great memory. And you know, there's a there's a chance we we talked. Uh, afterwards he you know he called to ask how things were going and and in the episode we talked about some of his favorite uh you know famous people and he wouldn't answer that but you know he did call and tell me you know he did tell us who that was and so there may be a chance that we may you know circle back to uh to hear some stories from jimbo and some of his favorite guide stories and people that he's guided and uh, chances that he's had people that he's been around. He, I think he may be coming around to willing to share that. So I hope that works out. I'm not going to, we're not going to make any promises. No, but yeah. And, and he reached out to you for that. And, and he, he did. He, I think he kind of wanted to, he, I think he wanted a part two. I hope so. So, so we're going, we're going to work, we'll work towards a part two with, uh, with our pal Jimbo matter. I hope that works out and he's so great. That's cool. 
Yeah. Well, man, we had Super a lot fun. of, uh, we had, had a lot of, uh, we were kind of busy this summer, you know, there, even though we don't do a lot of episodes during the summer. Yeah. You know, it's like a duck sitting on top of the water. The feet are moving pretty fast underneath. You just can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> so that like was kind that. of like us this, like this summer. Um, yeah. We were able to do a couple of trips together, a couple of live and you know in person interviews together. That was so um, much fun. I love I love it when we get to do that, man. To, those, I wish we could do them every time, man. Honestly, this Zoom is 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 functional. It's a good tool, but man, there's just there's a lot more interaction and synergy that kind of happens when mm. when we're face to face. Yeah, it was really good. Some special people that that we've uh, we've wanted to interview and and that we were able to interview and. Um, I'm excited about them. Um, you know, as we foreshadow some of that, and how much do we want to tell or, or share? You know, I'm not really sure. We didn't really talk about like how much do we want to say, but we got to go fish with some of our our buddies at, uh, from East Alabama, and so yeah. uh, that was a great trip. And we got to spend some time at Float Alabama. That was a great experience to see the the Float Alabama store there in Dade. Is it that's Dadeville, right? Am I remembering yeah. that correctly? Dadeville. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's right there on on the two eighty. Two eighty. Yeah. If you're looking for any kind of a float service or, or equipment for your floating, I mean, that that's the place to go. I mean, they're, they they service. Cool. NR, he's an NRS NRS dealer, I think, which is a yep. You know, a really serious raft and a robust raft, and they I think they rent the, the inflatable kayaks, which are pretty neat. Yeah, I think they have a shuttle yeah. service that, they, that yeah. they do, and so yeah, it was really cool. So we got yeah. to record in there, which was pretty hot, by the yeah, way. It, it, was, it was hot because you know you pretty, can't have those fans going when we're trying to do audio recording. And, pretty uh, toasty in there. Speaking of toasty, this week, Brian, we're uh, currently you know we release these much later, but currently this is a, I think on par to be the hottest week of the summer. Yeah, that's that's what I heard. And uh, to August, we're in the August twenty first. Is today we'll, re- we'll we'll release this later, but but today is pretty pretty toasty out there. So it's been a it's been a hot summer. So it yeah. was very hot that day. It was very hot that day. We're glad that um, you know we were not happy that we got run off of the river because of a storm. But boy, did it drop the temperature! It got it twenty did. degrees. That was a pretty nice nice little respite there. It did. We I, we came around the corner at one point. We were a little behind, uh, a little behind you guys. I was in a a different raft than you, and it came around the corner, and I looked up there, and our pal was uh, shoulder deep in a sitting down in a hole, cooling off because it was so <laughs> it was so hot out there, man. That, but the water felt great. Yeah, that was oh fun. man, it was it was a nice day. I, I was really, I, I it was kind of a, one of those decisions. You're like, okay, do I risk getting struck by lightning, or do I? <laughs> still just try to just get on these red eye that are just hitting everything we throw at them <laughs> i know man it was awesome it was a beautiful day we did we told our uh we told the guys there that uh, we wanted to catch some red eye and boy did they deliver they did good night did. Alive. i caught i caught a huge hybrid it was a nice hybrid yeah friend, <laughs> friend, it was a big it was a nice fish of you know it's a 15 inch 15 inch hybrid wow and then i caught uh we measured it. I need to send it in the 11. It was an 11 and a half inch uh, true red eye bass. And so I can, I need to send that in and get my little, the master angler certificate for catching the, yes, the red you eye. Do. Yeah. That, I mean, think about that fish. If they grow about an inch a year, that's an old fish. But yeah, man. A little gray hair. <laughs> it had gray, a beard. It had a beard. <laughs> Looking like Gandalf the red eye coming out there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Uh, that was really cool. Saw an eagle. We saw the eagle, and then you guys saw... Am I remember right? Was it four kingfishers all in one tree that in day? In one tree. Yes, man. I, I I almost forgot about that. I'm glad you reminded me on that. That was that was something I'd never seen before. I've seen two, but then there were all four sitting there one day. And, and guess what? No I camera. I didn't have my camera. Every How time. many times have we said, don't leave oh, yeah. your camera? You want to see some wildlife? Don't take your don't camera. Don't take your camera. If you don't want to see life, wildlife, you probably want to grab camera. that camera. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you just want a quiet walk in the woods that nothing's going to happen, never, take, you're not going to see anything exciting, just put that no. camera in your bag. You'll be good to go. Not even Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, it was man. a it was a good summer. I had a couple of trips, uh, personal trips, that I, yeah. I was able to take. I, I went and caught some um, some smallmouth with, with Wade. And uh, man, that was a, that was a fun trip. It's always good to get to see Wade Wade Blevins. Oh, and, absolutely. He, you know, he he's he's one of those guys. He will go. He he goes above and beyond every time yeah. you see him. I hostess show with up. the mostest. Hostess he, with the mostest. I mean, hospitality is his spiritual gift. Absolutely. I show up and and he he gives me a shirt, like a bag of like snacks and yeah. and a um, that's right. All the all the, the the water and Gatorade I can have. You know, I mean, and then then I, then you know. Not to mention the four or five Sam's one bugs that he threw in my box. I'm like, good, oh, yeah. good grief, man! Uh, I just the guy's just too good, so um, generous. That's so we cool. called great. That's a great trip. You caught some good fish too. It did. We were we were sitting there. Uh, we were kind of wading through this thing, and there's this one spot. I've been on this place a couple times before, and it gets a little bit. It gets a little bit snaky, and it's I'm snaky. like, you know what? I really this is not my favorite part of the stretch here. So uh, we're we're fishing there, and we see this snake coming. You know, and we don't. What well, we have, we got a couple. Of, we got a three weight and a five weight, and, then, and that's it. We don't have a stick. We don't have anything. We, you know, nobody's carrying a pistol, and um, so we pick up rocks and we start throwing it at this snake. And all he does is just coil up, and like he doesn't move. He doesn't care how big a rock we're throwing at him. He's just sitting there because I guess he was trying to get back where we were because we were in the snaky part, and well. He was trying to get back home. That's and my so, house, bro, that's bro my, man. <laughs> we finally threw enough rocks to get him just to go on down a little bit, and we went up. We went, kind of went up the creek a little bit. But my mm-hmm. gosh, when you that's that's the thing about hot weather, you know, hot water fishing. You know, you're you're gonna you're gonna run into a few snakes here and there. You're gonna encounter some reptiles. What was that word? Was it herping? Herping, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Have you ever been herping before?" I was like, uh, uh, "Excuse me, excuse me." <laughs> it's a new term. You expanded my vocabulary. You're gonna have to tell herping. me what that means before I answer. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. I remember when I was, you know, when I came up there with you to Wade. I remember thinking, man, this is. You don't have any alligators up here, do you, Wade? Because you, know? <laughs> you know, living in Mobile, you know, you always have to, um, you always have to look around. Not long ago, I had uh, me and uh, a buddy, me and me and Keenan, buddy of mine, put a, we put the boat in down, uh, down sort of south-ish Mobile County, and um, I was, I was backing up to the boat ramp and taking everything off the boat and getting it ready and uh, putting the plug in. You know, got to put the plug in. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, this uh, this black couple uh, rode up, and they they were looking at the water, and they came around. They rolled their window down, and the guy kind of sounded like like African, and he asked me were there alligators in it. 
And I, I said, I can tell you just how to find out. And he said, really? I said, yeah. If you go down there and stick your hand in that water, if it's wet, <laughs> there are alligators in that water. He yes, died sir. laughing. <laughs> Oh man, growing up in Ufala, we had alligators too, man. My oh, goodness. Yeah. So we had um this is a little side note. This was this is not on our on our set list, but um we had to put a a fence in our backyard. Not because to keep our dog out or dog yeah. in, but it was keep alligators out. Alligators out. Oh, My dad and I, I remember uh we had two seven footers in our backyard. They were they were going towards our dog pen and I helped my dad and the game wardens, we sat on the back of the alligator while they were tied it up with duct tape on. Really? Yeah, I was in. I, I was know. in if college. You told me that story before. Yeah, that was that happened. Um, that happened twice. We had to call the game wardens to hey, hey, uh, can you come get this alligator out Either of the backyard? Either y'all come get this thing, or <laughs> or we're eating good tonight. We're gonna dispatch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I do love. Uh, I do love eating alligator tail. This is this is man. We are completely off the rails right now. But this Who is cares? A, yeah. We remember that alligator tail we had after Jimbo's interview. Yes, we did. Those, Gosh, uh, that those was, little bites right over there so in Fairhope. Oh, yeah, delicious. Yeah, yeah. So we grew up with alligators. Thankfully, they don't come too far north. Who knows? Yeah. You know, you know, with uh, as hot as it's getting, man. It, it, we they, we s- may see one next week. We certainly see them. We certainly see them around here. I think this uh, recently they had, you know, you get a few tags to where they can be hunted. Yep. And uh, some guys killed a, th- a 13 and a half foot. That's uh, an alligator. That's, that's not an alligator. That's it's a dinosaur. dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. Yep. Good. It was terrifying. Uh, it was terrifying. Did you get to but take your boat out much this summer? A few times. Yeah. Um, we, we did family vacation this year uh, at, down at the beach. Had a very kind lady in our church that, uh, offered us to we could stay at her beach house down in orange beach and so we were able to uh spend some time on the intercoastal waterway and uh come up to what many people have probably seen uh on social media the clear waters of uh the perdido pass uh at the pass there uh, when you come from uh, gulf shores into orange beach yeah and, uh, lots of very clear water and we've seen a lot of sharks there this year it was an abnormal amount of uh hammerhead sharks there were some viral videos of hammerhead sharks down there but we didn't see any we saw some dolphins that was really cool come right by us yeah. um, got to fish a few times but it was it was a lot of fun i was nervous a little bit you know because that's a little different than going out in the you know going out in a pond or you know floating one of these you know the the, the talapusa or floating you know it's a little more intimidating when you're in those bigger waters with other well, big and, boats and, and big that barges path, that pass can get a little bit choppy uh, at times yeah I didn't, and i wasn't brave enough to go out of the pass into the yeah. golf uh, we, we kind of stayed uh we stayed on this side i was a little especially with my, my family and all well, so and it's I, such a I it's such a shallow hole i mean you're not gonna you're gonna feel every one of those waves you know oh, yeah. yeah it was probably yeah. a smart move but i saw i mean i saw a few people renting uh the old pontoon boats that probably had no business driving a boat <laughs> There's always one guy trying I've been to crank one, it. I've been one of those guys before. Well, you weren't this guy. I saw this guy. He was trying to crank his motor, and it wasn't in the water. Oh. And I said, hey, I said, hey, man, that thing will work a whole lot better if you put it down in that water. <laughs> he said, oh, oh, okay. We had oh, a guy, man. my brother-in-law, J.D., and I, were um, we were on a kayak one time. And we were really close to the landing, and uh, this guy had a – he was a young guy. He had a real – 
brand new truck, brand new tires, brand new boat. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how these young guys have all this money, but um, he was he was about three feet from the wheels touching the water, and his buddy kept on saying, like yelling at him from the boat. He said, "Back it up real fast and stop." He's and I, I'm thinking that's the that, no, let's don't do that. That's not that's not how you don't do that. Not how you do that. <laughs> but he he kept on saying, "Back it up real fast and stop." He was just hoping that the momentum would slide that you know multi-ton boat off of the the dry runners of that. What, boat did he not want to get his, his shiny tires wet? Is that what that's it was? That's exactly what it was. The guy, I was like, <gasps> are you serious? Like, he's, I, I told the guy, I was like, he's probably gonna have to come back a little further. He said he don't want to get his tires wet. I'm like, well, oh my god. That's a that's gonna be a person. That's gonna be a problem. <laughs> it's gonna be a problem. I'm just terrified every time. I mean, every time I back up, you know, like I'm I got my foot on the brake. I got my I pull up the emergency brake because I just I just don't want to be one of those like viral videos of my Jeep, you know, going off into the water. You know, <laughs> there's so many things to think about. Yeah. Of course, somebody sent me one the other day with Bill Dance uh, trying to drive the boat off, and it had the trailer on it. It had come off the trailer because the the hitch had come out of the out of the receiver when he backed it up, and so the boat went in the water and was floating, but the trailer was still attached to the boat, and he couldn't go anywhere. And then you saw him drive Bill Dance. Now you saw Bill Dance drive the boat back towards the shore, and the trailer emerges <laughs> from the water. <laughs> It was amazing. I was like, "Well, it happened to Bill Dance, and it happened to the best of us." Right? He he's one of my favorites. I used to, I grew up watching Bill Dance, Bill Dance Outdoors, yeah. Hank Parker Outdoors, all those That's guys. Right. I mean, uh, I, you know, they would come to you fall all the time. So oh, I've got, sure. I've, got sure. I've met some of those guys, but um, as a little kid, but uh, gosh, it, it, the blooper reel for for Bill Dance <laughs> that got it's, me it's in awesome. stitches. He he's yeah. he's one of those guys that doesn't take himself too seriously. No, and no. he is. He is a true sportsman, man. He's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm t- a little slightly terrified of of becoming, you know, like a meme or yeah. <laughs> or whatever. So like, I'm, I'm everybody's got a camera these days, so you yeah, never know. I'm super nervous <laughs> whenever I'm taking the boat to the boat launch. And me and Liam just the other day it was it's been so hot we hadn't wanted to get, really get out on the water, and it was super late, super late afternoon. I was like, let's go, um, Paige and Stella were somewhere and. So me and Liam, I said, me and Liam, I said, let's go put the boat in the water and just ride around. We might try to fish, but let's just go do something. He was yeah. like, all right, let's go. You know, he was so excited. And uh, we get over there, and man, there are boats and trailers everywhere at this launch. I'm like, great, great, this is awesome. <laughs> so people, rednecks, I mean, Morgan Wallen lookalikes everywhere you turn. <laughs> and uh, and so anyway, so we get the boat in the water next to a pontoon the size of bigger than my apartment in college you know i mean they're just these huge boats with like you know 400 horsepower motors on them and stuff and here i am with my little 17 foot skiff and uh, that looks kind of funny next to all those bass boats and stuff yeah. but we get it in the water and and we go we had a great afternoon late late evening it kind of cooled off out there on the water it's real nice when you're running you know yeah but yeah you know, we come back and there's a line to get boats out of the water and so we just wait and wait and wait and then everybody's playing their music loud enough for you to enjoy their music too mm, so that's always fun that's always my favorite so me and i don't really like morgan wallen that much anymore so i didn't really <laughs> like him a, i didn't like him a whole lot to begin with he wasn't he wasn't really my kind of country but um 
he does have that song about the Braves, which is kind of my childhood. So there's that. But right, that's that's that's. Uh, <laughs> we had a, a a person sit. We we had a family vacation. Went down to the beach, and the the guy next to us was gra- gracing us with a, a Morgan Wallen um, a playlist, Play, a little playlist. Oh, and it was great cool. because he was he was nowhere to be seen. I mean, he was in the ocean for you know eight of eight of the nine hours that awesome. that we were out there. <laughs> so I was like. You know, do I do I turn? Do I reach over there and turn him? that off? But yeah, you can't I didn't. Hear it. My wife was so much such a better person than me, and she's she made like, me stop. Brian, she Brian, she you said, stop don't, it, you, "Don't you do it? Stop it! Don't you do?" But we yeah, we, were we saw six sharks that that week, and they were close. I mean, they Whoa. were they were within like ten fifteen. Is that Fort feet Morgan? Sure. Were you at Fort yeah, Morgan? we were down at Fort Morgan. Wow. Yeah, and then we went. Uh, we took I took the kids um, parasailing, and there was a show enough big shark out there. I don't know. I mean, it was a big one. Uh, we could see its shadow from above, and I'm like, you oh. know what? I'm probably just going to hang around the beach. I'm not getting in that water anytime soon. Then they is dipped it? us. I was like, well, here I am. I'm a top water jig now. <laughs> About to see Air Jaws. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here he comes. The Meg is coming in. Coming Meg. That's what I felt like. I was like, well, I'm a, I'm a Brian's one bug. <laughs> Brian's one bug. That's right. <laughs> Man, so yeah, so we both did a little summer vacations at the beach this year. It yeah. was good. It we was had good a. Uh, it was a good summer. It was a, gr- a good summer, man. You know, the kids had a lot of fun with the grandparents. They got they got to see, um, uh, you know, both sides of the family. Got to do a little vacation. We went to the lake, and uh, man, yeah. I'll always love going to the lake, uh, Gunnersville, around the, oh, um, yeah. around the fourth because the mayflies start hatching, and you I mean you could throw. You could just throw an indicator out there, and those fish are going to hit it. And that's amazing. So we, um, they, they started hatching the night. Like we, my brother-in-law, my father-in-law, and I were fishing, and we were we were there when it happened. And so, I mean, you're talking about millions of mayflies just coming up and just flying wow. around. The sky was dark. I thought you start that, yelling, "Hatch!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just go over there, hatch. We had a. Uh, it looked like a cloud. I mean, we. I was thinking, well, is that uh, is somebody grilling? Did they just fire up the charcoal? We go over there and it's mayflies. Unbelievable. And so the, the next day, you know, they kind of settled down into the trees, and I got um, my daughter and my son. I took them on a um, little kayak trip, trip, and I, I kind of cast a little far to shake the limbs a little bit to get some of those mayflies to fall in the water. And, oh yeah, know, yeah. I did that while Charles would would throw in there, and he I mean he's catching two at a time, just every cast. It's just some one after another, and I'm like, well, I gotta at least I gotta get this bug out because you know this is a this is a precious little bug I've got here, and so I put yeah. I put Charles all up in the tree, and when he came out, he's covered in he flies. is covered in mayflies. <laughs> <laughs> He was laughing so hard. He was like, you said you wouldn't do that. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Whoops. Whoopsie. Oh, that's good. Good memories, man. Man, fun memories, memories, you know. And he he always, he he has talked about that a couple of times since then. And I'm like, when they start saying, you remember when you did this? I'm like, well, that was a good memory. That's the best. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. We, uh, speaking of good memories, man, we, uh. Right, at, I guess if the season ends, season six ends, and uh, we get, um, we're able to release um, fly fishing for something bigger than fish video on YouTube. Um, Man, in partnership with our, our guys from our friends from In Color 
in color films and man that what a great memory I, just the other day i went back and looked at some of those pictures and was thinking about how rich of a time that that was and and then that that was captured on film was was amazing you know and, and to say that it's just a video it doesn't do it justice you know it's it's no. a film you know it's a, it, yeah. they they these guys are professionals Jeez. they they did a phenomenal job the color the mood the 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 music i mean everything about it was something that i could not have dreamed of when i when we were telling no them no you know way. we did these planning meetings with them and we were we, we were not even close to what they could come up with the guys that in color are incredibly talented yes. and um, just we just really enjoy being with them we're hoping to get them on the episode on an episode this year yeah. to just recap rehash it a little bit you know yeah i was telling um somebody not long ago about you know, when you take some video with your phone or whatever on a trip, you know, and everybody always says the same thing, you know, like the video doesn't do it justice or right. the video, you know, the pictures, man, that's just like, they're good, even, even great pictures, but they still don't capture the grandeur or what you felt whenever you were there. I said that to somebody going to Glacier last week. I said, the pictures aren't going to do it justice. Hope you find it. Hope you can remember the memories. Yeah. But this video, whenever I saw it, I was like, oh, man, that was that's what I remember. Feel, that's what I felt they, like when I was did there. <laughs> they, they did that. And that, that is so impressive to me. Um, but I'm well, and, so I'm thankful for it, you know, because it's captured forever. You know, we get to go back and, yeah, and, and see that. It's told the stories. And, and you know, I, I don't want to get into too many details. But when we get when we able to, to rehash it with those guys, the work that went into that to be able to, oh, yeah. to keep that storyline as they did and to to get the that footage um it was great gosh man they did a great job and, and you know the you know it was not um i don't know it, it wasn't ever about the number of views for me it was about telling a story but yeah. man I, i've been blown away with the the response to it super yeah. encouraged absolutely um, yeah if you haven't checked it out uh it's it's one of the main things on our on our website yeah, so if you go to the yeah and if you go to the youtube our youtube channel um, it'll be it's the very first video there so you can watch that it's great yeah. it's, it's really really cool and a great i mean just a priceless memory and know, we're hoping to, to do some capture. more of these types yeah. of things um you know and that's 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 kind of on our on our radar and so we're we're very thankful to to have that opportunity and and you know and to have J- hugh join us and uh, oh yeah and blake you know, blake my and buddy blake, blake. Yeah, i mean blake up. goodness gracious sitting around a campfire with blake i mean it was just that was just a Endless fun, man. endless fun right there that's uh man I'm, I'm excited about that i'm but I, more than that i'm uh i'm excited about what's coming up this coming season some special people coming up and i think we we, we talked about like talking about um the first uh the very first episode after this one so the first interview um we did it was an in-person interview mm-hmm. um and it went I mean, it went two hours, right? Yeah. There's not a great place to stop. And and so it's going to be a two-parter. Um, Brian, you met Amos um, through, I mean, you tell the story on the episode, I think, but you saw him on like a, a news special yeah. about him. And then you found out like his wife works at Sanford. Yeah. So I'm, hilarious. Sit, I'm sitting there watching, you know, the news and, and this guy comes, you know, comes out. This whole, it's like a feature story about a guy who is rucking with a 70 pound pack from Huntsville, Alabama to Birmingham, Alabama to raise money for 
you know, the brain treatment centers of America. And yeah, which and he when, benefited from. He benefited from that. Yeah. And so when he crosses this finish line, he's got this T-shirt on. He's this big dude. I mean, just, a, you know, he's a big <laughs> dude. And uh, he's he's got this T-shirt on that says, Jesus saves, bro. And <laughs> and I was like, well, good grief. I need to meet this guy. I want to hear his story. And yeah. I was thinking, I want to hear the story about the rucking. You know, tell us a little bit about that. Boy, did and, you get a treat. <laughs> man. So. I look into him and I find out that his wife works at Sanford. So I reach out to his wife and I say, Hey, I want to meet your husband. Can you give me his number or can you share an email with him and all this, that and other. And, um, man, one thing led to the other and, and I'm sitting in my office hearing this story that it's so much more than just rucking from Huntsville to Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in tears. I'm laughing. I'm crying. I'm like, shocked i cannot believe what i'm what i'm hearing i know right and so like I'm, i i told him i'm like man this is i wanted to have you on the podcast but then this is so much more than just a podcast episode this is there's, there's more than this there's more to it than this and so we, we kind of pumped the brakes this was about a year and a half ago we pumped the brakes on this and talked with some friends about you know some kind of a book deal or whatever and and come to find out he has a friend and we're not, I'm not going to spoil it all, but he ends up being able to, to be a part of a book that is yeah. number one, New York times bestseller worldwide. Um, and it had just, it just came out this summer. And so we're sitting in his living room and being able to hear this story for two yeah. hours, you know, and, and Brad, during the whole course of the story, I'm laughing and I'm crying. And, all, and yeah, all at the same time, all at the same time. <laughs> and so to be able to hear Amos's story, oh, incredible. guys, you guys are in for a treat. He is a um, he is a he's a phenomenal phenomenal guy, and I'm very 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 glad to call him my friend. Yeah, it was uh, super eye opening to hear you know a lot of you know his struggles, and I would just really appreciate you know he's very vulnerable and candid with us about his story. You know he didn't sugarcoat anything, and so I really appreciated that, and I learned an awful lot. You oh know, man, me too. Yeah, you know from sure. him about those who serve and and what that's like so it was really really cool so we broke that up into two parts uh, we're going to open up the season with uh, amos's story a two-parter um well you know what was interesting we had just had a conversation with um roel and murph yeah. and some of the same things that they talked about as a yeah. from a veteran standpoint amos talked about from a veteran standpoint yeah. and i'm like yeah. you know what we need to I hear it we need to hear this. The people yeah. need to understand what's going on. And so, so I'm super good. excited for our listeners um, to hear, hear those stories. And it's really beneficial to, you know, most of us have a friend or someone who serves or has served. And uh, I learned an, a, a great deal from both uh, Murph and, uh, and Roel and Amos, just uh, some insight on understanding. Um, yeah. It was great. And so I look forward to you guys really being able to, to dive into that and to hear your Amos share your story. And then there's some hilarious, uh, you know, that, that whole interview ended really with a really gr- a phenomenal story. That was funny, funny, funny. And, uh, and just, <laughs> it was all the things that I love about this conversation, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and thankful that we get to, we get to record them and share them and we got to sit in his house and, and do that. So it made it even better. So, man. Yeah. You know, and you know, we haven't even, we didn't, we kind of just skipped past this, but we, um, we had two episodes during the summer 
that we did with yeah. our guest, our guest essayist. And so we had James Whitmer, who's a former former guest. We had him on a couple of times, and he um, he's he's right. He, he's written children's books and about you know big old garden stories. But this was an opportunity for us to hear kind of his perspective on birding. You know, he's yeah. an avid birder. And just being able to kind of see his perspective through through the written word, he's such a phenomenal writer. Oh yeah, uh, man! It was, what what a what a great essay! It was, I don't know. It just it took me to a place where I was like, it was just peaceful, you know. Yeah, yes. I don't know. And you did a phenomenal job reading it, Brad, yeah, as you so as you always fun. do, man. So much fun telling uh, his story, and a lot of fun reading and telling my pal Chase Chase Bowers' story. Man, Chase's story. I, so um, good, so good. It's it's probably up there with one of my favorites that we've had. Um, yeah. Just the the layers of of complexity yes. that goes into a relationship with a father, and and we all like a happy ending. And this is a story with complexity and a happy ending. And so great. If you haven't listened to that one, man, yeah. Chase is do yourself a favor. Good night, line. Chase did a great job writing that story. Yeah, so we're hoping to have some more guests like that, and we know, got two. We got we essayist. got two more essays for the season, and yeah. so we're gonna, we're not going to do those this summer, but we're going to have those in the actual I season. Finish writing, I got to finish writing. I'm Brian. Oh, I know. Well, I, I was thinking about guest essays. I wasn't even talking about us, but yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the right track, though. I'm in a good spot. I mean, I just got to land the plane, but yeah, I'm there's excited a, about there's this a season. There's a couple of things that I'm I'm real excited about for this season that I don't want to share. We don't really have dates for them yet. Oh yeah, but um, a yeah, couple of personal, personal projects. I know, man. I wish we could share more about it, but I know, not yet. Stay tuned. There's more. Stay tuned. But wait, there's <laughs> more. That's right. So yeah, some personal projects, and um, I'm excited to. Uh, we're in the process of of finishing those and sharing those so that's gonna be exciting uh, exciting news on the old interwebs we've been pretty quiet on the old social media too so we'll uh we'll pick up the pick up the pace when it comes uh comes season time again yeah and you know what we always like to do is is if you if you go on a fishing trip or a hunting trip or a hiking trip or you you see a beautiful picture of something in the outdoors tag us oh I love we'll it. we'll share that on our instagram feed we love to share people who are tagging us in in their stuff and so you know what we want people to do is is enjoy the outdoors. Yeah. You know, write you know as as you as you say every time we have an episode is write their you know find their adventures and write their stories in the stored outdoors and so yeah it's a it's it's we we're we're flattered to be able to to do that and um, agreed. You know we're happy to happy to share. We're not we're not very much of a stickler about that. We're not gonna screen anything as far as you know unless it's just something that grotesque or anything like that but it's uh, <laughs> we we do want to share people's uh stories and, and whatever that looks like it could be backyard birding or it could be a trip to you know glacier national park whatever that's right oh man we're so encouraged by the listeners we've you know we've had lots of listeners and lots of new listeners and um been some kind people to leave some kind reviews on iTunes and ratings on Spotify and all of those are huge helps. Yeah. Huge, huge helps to, uh, to grow this podcast and for people to find, um, to find these stories and to be encouraged by them. Uh, ultimately that's what we're trying to do is to input a little goodness into the world in a world of contention and hot takes 
uh, we're trying to make a space that's a little more laid back, a little more relaxing and uh, opportunity for us to reflect and grow and learn and, and be better, better people and to recognize, uh, ultimately recognize the Lord at work um, around us and especially in the outdoors, a place that we love to be. Um, and so we're, we're thankful to, man, I just can't believe it's season seven and we're going to see episode 100. Golly, man. Well, let's, we, let's mind blowing. Just got to well, figure out what we're going to do. We hadn't really, when figured we get out off air, let's, let's figure out what we're going to do. I, I've got some <laughs> ideas, but we need to, uh, we don't need to hash those out on air. <laughs> no, no, I, I am excited. I, I will say this. Uh, I don't know that there'll be a, a space for an episode, but it's something I, I've been thinking about and I, emailed back and forth with matt lewis but i get the opportunity to travel up to montgomery alabama on september 20th uh, on behalf of uh, mobile baykeeper which is our our nonprofit here in mobile that that works on our watershed here in mobile kind of like the cahaba river keeper there where you guys are um, my good friend uh, will strickland and uh and and those guys so I'm, I'm gonna get the opportunity to be a voice for uh conservation as a uh, as an avid angler and, and uh, you know, not a commercial fisherman, they're going to be, I think some commercial fishermen that share their concerns, but I, I get to speak on behalf of um, as a believer and from a perspective of a pastor um, mm. on, you know, why we should make a, a, a wise decision. And they're, they've filed suit down here against Alabama power um, about this. Um, there's a coal ash pond mm-hmm. right next to um the river here and if you look at it on on google maps it's pretty astounding how close it is and if that were to ever rupture um and and leak that coal ash into the water system it would be it would be catastrophic yeah that would just choke out all the oxygen you yeah. know and we we've talked about you know with matt and different people how you know the mobile the you know alabama's waterways are the most diverse fisheries you know, in the country and one of the most diverse fisheries in the, in the world. And it would be destroyed uh, ultimately if this thing broke, it hasn't, but all it would take was, you know, the right circumstances, the right hurricane or something for it to, to, to rupture and to begin to leak into, you know, our, you know, rivers, which ultimately leaks into the bay, you know? And uh, so we, we get the opportunity to speak against that. So I'm honored that they would ask me and, and some of that's because of the podcast. They appreciate, you know, things that we say in our, our perspective um you know from the podcast and so they wanted that voice yeah to to share um before the les- legislatures and so i get that opportunity to speak uh, on behalf of those guys so i'm, I'm really excited about Man, that that's a, that's a real honor you know those, those river keepers are doing a really good job and, and you know if, if, great work if there are uh, are people who are listening who are thinking oh well that's just a bunch of tree huggers you know this that and the other you know right that's that's not really accurate you know we're as as christians we're we have been charged to take care of the land and um absolutely you know when it gets over politicized that's where i kind of pull back a little bit i don't i don't like going political on either side of that because a lot of the people who are kind of pushing those those agendas are 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 not doing it for the right reasons Mm -hmm. but as a believer to to think about conservation to think about um, caring for the land and fisheries and and woodlands, man, that's our call. I mean, that's that was our original charge to ask right. in the garden. It says take take care of the garden. <laughs> that wasn't a result of the fall of sin. 
It yeah. was that was the original intent that we would be caretakers yeah. of the garden. That's right. It's honestly, it's not a matter of of who. It's not a matter of if we should, but it's a matter of who should. Yeah. And honestly, I think you know a lot of Christians have, you know, frankly have have kind of let that fall away for political reasons and and not been good stewards. I mean, I want this place to be around for, like you know, Jimbo and his his. You know, his interview talked about mm-hmm. that. Like, I want this to be around for my kids. Right. So I'm excited about that. It's a little daunting. And so I've been studying and reading and, and writing and, and reflecting on, on that. So I'm, I'm excited about that opportunity and, and hope to, to speak, uh, be a word of, a yeah. voice of, of wisdom into that and to be a voice of encouragement to them. I, hopefully it'll, it'll be beneficial for our waterways because the Delta is as I've been learning a special, special place. And mm. I've had a couple opportunities to put the boat in down there. If you've ever driven down to mobile and come to the beach and you've gone by the battleship and through the tunnel and you've driven across that bayway, um, all of that, that's the very North part of the mobile Bay. And then when you look North, that's the mobile river Delta, the five rivers Delta. And it is a vast and beautiful and special place enormous enormous yeah, absolutely and uh man we we went and explored uh, just a few weeks ago and rode around up there and you know we saw lily pads that looked like something from jurassic park i mean That's you're awful. just out there in the middle of this uh you know this vast area of public land and yeah and it was incredible those lilies are huge and we have our own version of like the, they look similar to the Cahaba lily that mm-hmm. you guys have up there. And it's like a spider lily or something like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. that. And then there's, you know, then there's the lily pad lilies that mm-hmm. are, that are incredible and they're really, really beautiful. And I mean, all that's a real honor that you cypress that. trees and. Oh, I love a cypress tree. Golly. It's gorgeous. So anywho, uh, and I've been really developing a deeper love for, for the Delta and, uh, and for the bay and as i learn that fishery and mm. as i explore it with my with, with my boat i have yet to name yet it's still a lot of pressure on naming a boat and i think you're supposed to name a boat there's so much pressure like i don't want to choose the wrong but name you know i don't want to like doom it or anything yeah so i'm still like i'll take some suggestions but uh yeah, if you guys email, have any any suggestions, email some suggestions. <laughs> email us some of those. I think Jenny's <laughs> Jenny's already taken. It's taken. Yeah, there's a <laughs> one, two, and a three, and a four. I think. But uh, oh man, well, what a great uh, what a great episode that this has been. It's been fun to kind of just tell a little bit of stories here and there yeah, and talk about up. the season. Good to catch up with you, Brad, as always, and foreshadow a little bit. Uh, I think that you guys are going to enjoy this season. We have we have a few stories from local people that you that you may know but then there's some untold stories for sure that you haven't heard yet and so very yeah. excited about that thank you for listening uh and thank you for being a part of of this with us yeah absolutely you know it recalled to mind i was we talked about the untold story and i just recall this back to tolkien's words uh, that a story must be told or there there will be no story Yet it is the untold stories that are the most moving. And so, man, I'm just thankful we get to tell some of these untold stories and share them. And and they're inspiring people to write stories. They've shared some of those with us, and we've read them on air. Um, But we hope they inspire people to write their own stories, to share their adventures in the place we love to call the storied outdoors. 